0: Yeah. And I'm not sure what the heck happened, but this is going to be the second take of the recording. So what were you saying before the audio
1: automatically cut out? Um. Well, basically, I was saying about because uh, I know that we were talking about success stories, you know, and um, like carving a path for yourself and how. Um, as much as we would want family to be there, you know, family is not always there. You know, and so what I was saying was about um, I, I was sharing with my family, with some of my family members, that that billionaires where I want to be, and so I was looking up, um, you know, people like Warren Buffett and Mark Cuban, and like you said, Will Smith and Dr. Dre, and I, you know, I decided that. Um, instead of following family members that have never done that before, I'm gonna follow people that have done it, you know. And so, um, I was saying something along the lines of that we all, on some level, seek valid some type of validation from um, from our family, you know. Not everybody, not everybody, of course not, but. You know, I think some of us, all of us on some type of level, want our family members to say, like, you know, I like who you turned out to be. I'm proud of you. I see where you're doing, um, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, But unfortunately, that's not what we get. A lot of us, we get, um, we get what we get, um, what are you doing right now? Like, I understand that you've done things and you're doing right now. And my argument with that is I understand that, but it took a lot for me to get here. Like, it took a lot of personal accomplishments for for me to get here. So that's not something that can be easily overlooked. So that's what I was saying before we got disconnected. And, um... What would be your advice to um,
0: writers who want to make a living at what they're doing? Uh,
1: My advice with with that would be not to let people rush your process. Um, I know that it takes a lot of late nights and early mornings to get my book done. So I'm not letting anyone rush my process. I understand that people are happy for for me once the book is out. (laughs) and people want to support it, but I can't let people rush my process because if I let other people rush me, then it won't come out. It won't feel right. And it won't sound right. And I want my books to sound right. You know, I want people to be um, inspired by my books. And I can't do that if I'm worrying about how fast or how slow somebody else is moving. So I think that would be like my, my greatest piece of advice is to not let up other people rush what you're doing. You know, everybody has their own, um, their own timeline throughout life, you know? So you me trying to keep up with somebody else is not going to help me at the end of the day. It's just going to frustrate me because I knew that that wasn't the right time for me to release my book, but I did it anyway because somebody was in my ear, trying to rush me with my process. So I think that that's like the greatest piece of advice that I could give is to not let people rush you during your process. If you're if you're in flow, then continue to be in flow. Like don't let what people say dictate how fast or how slow you go with your stuff. So that I think that's like the greatest piece of advice that I could give.
0: Yeah, and then I can give the same advice to other filmmakers and actors is and screenwriters is to not let anyone rush you because if you let other people rush you, your the quality of your product is not going to come out right. And that is why I don't really post about many of the film projects that I do. Is because I don't want people bugging me constantly talking about, when is it going to be out? When are you going to release it? We want to see We right. want to see it. And I'm just like, no, you'll see it when you see it. Right. And I realized, <laughs> like, working on many different film projects that making a high quality film takes fucking time on each process. Right. Pre-production, production, post-production, and distribution, they all take time and making movies is a very slow process and so people need to realize that filmmakers can't just make movies fast because only thing only thing is going to do is make the quality of the movie even worse if it's rushed and that is why I decided to stay I decided I'm going to stay in Houston as opposed to going on vacation with my moms for two weeks because if i go on vacation i come back two weeks later you know the momentum is going to be lost and we're going to have to be rushing for like five weeks to get the movie done and it's not going to turn out right and so you know i am i i am a stickler for quality because the quality of the stuff that i put out has to be good and I had to take my time with it and do it right, as opposed to
1: rushing to meet someone else's deadline. Right, um, and that kind of goes—that kind of goes into um, the concept of um, having your own expectations versus living up to the expectations of other people. Because I feel like if you're constantly trying to live up to the expectations of other people, you'll be working forever. Because nobody is truly and 100% satisfied with what you're doing. So if you're doing it for the sake of living up to somebody else's standards and somebody else's like expectations and what they expect of you, you're never going to get a break. Because there's always going to be something that they're not satisfied with. Like always. Like there's, there's... it's a rare occasion for somebody to be like 100% satisfied with whatever you show them. Like there's, there, cause there's always the thing of, and I'm sure you've heard this before where somebody will say something is great. And then they'll say that was great, but this could be better, but this could, you know what I mean? So I think that um, having your own expectations Trump's, well, not Trump's, but it's better than living up to the expectations of others because I feel like if you're trying to do it to live up to other people's, like, what they expect of you, you'll be working forever because they will always find something wrong no matter how great your product is. They will always find something wrong with it. Do you agree with that or do you disagree? I agree with that, you know, because...
0: I would say the only part I disagree with is the part where it says your expectation doesn't out trump everybody else's because at the end of the day, like it is it's your work and you have to live with the results of your work, not other people. Yes, they may be able to look at it or to or listen to your work, but if you're not satisfied on the inside, no amount of praise slash validation you get from other people is going to ease that pain that you feel on the inside because you know a lot of artists are people pleasers and they want to make the crowd happy but we have to realize we can't make everybody happy you know and even Logic brings this up in his interviews to where he doesn't make songs for people he makes songs for himself he's expressing his own authenticity and if he would have switched up, like, his style on his albums, like, if he went from, like, talking about being his nerdy self in his own struggles, yeah. he would disappoint the very people that rode with him from the beginning. And if he would have switched over to the same, to a different style, and he was doing what was mainstream, you know, no one would be pleased with him. So it's like, you can't win either way, so you might as well get criticized. For being you and staying true to who you are in your own process, rather than letting someone else dictate your flow,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, and I mean, and I th- and I think that, um, even with people. You know outside of like the music industry pe- even people um in acting i think that there's a certain uh, type of way that you have to approach it you know I think and a lot of people that are not in entertainment might not understand it um but myself being in entertainment i get the process like I get what goes into creating a complete body of work whether that's a movie or a book like there's a lot of like late nights and early mornings that come with that and I think that you really have to be in it to get a taste of what somebody's talking about that's in it like you have to maybe visit a set of actors and see how they work or something like that Um, yeah you know so I think that um, going back to our our topic of expectations, I think, um, I think that that definitely plays a part. You know, I think that um, it also depends on who you're talking to. I think, I think that that you know, as far as your audience or whatever, because like you said, you can't make everybody happy, um, and that's totally totally understandable, you know, because um, even being a writer myself, that's what I struggled with initially, you know, because I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was doing it to appease other people instead of um, doing what made me happy, you know, so I ended up um, scrapping and getting rid of all of my other material that I had written, and then I just written, went with what felt naturally. So that's why um, I, when you were asking me what kind of advice would I give to people is to not be rushed, you know, stay in flow of whatever it is that you're doing, you know, because again, like you said, you know, you're going to get criticized whether you do good or bad, you know, so you, if that's the case, then you might as well just be your authentic and natural self, you know? So I definitely, I share that sentiment because I struggled with that. I struggled with um, trying to live up or please other people or like live up to their expectations. I struggled with that at one point. I don't anymore because I'm kind of cemented in, in how I write. I'm kind of cemented in it by now. So I don't struggle with that anymore. So that's, and that's another reason why I don't let um, a lot of people see what I'm writing about until it's finished, you know, because I did that for my first book because that's what, that's what I was going to be known for. So I had to do that. Like I had to make sure that um, people understand what I'm going to be writing about. So I'd take like a chapter or like a paragraph or something. And I'd post it on social media or, or whatever the case may be, because that's what I was going to be known for. That was something that I was bringing new to my life. So I wanted people to understand that I take writing seriously, you know, and this is going to be my new passion. This is going to be um, something that I'm devoting a lot of time to, but now that I'm kind of, um, Entrenched in writing, and that writing is going to be part of part of my other ventures. Um, now I'm kind of like, well, if it doesn't feel right, I'm not doing it. You know, if it doesn't feel right, I'm not putting it out yet because it's not finished. And so, as far as you know, going back to what we were talking about, as far as expectations, I definitely share your sentiment. You know, as far as like not rush, not being rushed, and kind of keeping people in suspense. You know, because I think that, uh, especially with social media, it's kind of like everybody wants an inside look at your life. Everybody, you know, everybody wants always wants to know like what you're doing, and I think it's good to keep people in suspense sometimes, bro. I do, you know, because yes. I feel like. If everybody knows what you're doing, then it's kind of like they lose interest at the same time because you become predictable, like you become, um, yeah, predictable, you know, because everybody already knows what they're expecting from you. So I agree with keeping things on the low sometimes. I definitely agree. Um, and I'm starting to put that into practice now, um, even with working on like my websites for like my perfume stuff or whatever, um, I really haven't shown anybody because it's not finished. I'm not finished with it. I still got other things that I need to tweak before I let people take a look at it, you know, so I definitely understand your point of staying low key and not letting people into your stuff just because they asked to be in it you know so i i definitely i share that sentiment yeah and it's definitely like in
0: this world of like social media platforms people overshare sometimes and they don't know when to keep things on the low but you know if you are able to withdraw from a little bit then it's only going to make people appreciate you even more. Right. And it's still going to make other people like wonder, like, what is this person going to do next? What are they going to do next? Because they haven't posted for a while. And, you know, I forgot which law that was in the 48 Laws of Power, but he talks about like inspire respect through your absence. And so you have to sometimes just be absent because if you just let other people in on your life way too much and you overshare, then people will know your business and you're going to attract a lot more negativity than you anticipated. So, you know, you have, we have to learn to adopt that habit of just being low key.
1: Right. Um, I de- and I think I could be wrong, but I think the chapter was um like we had talked about before. I think the chapter was um conceal your intentions or something. I forget because I haven't read that book in a while. Um, but I think that was the chapter, um, and that's part of the reason why I don't even bring up the whole billionaire thing anymore. I might make a hashtag blue, but I don't bring it up because I because. I'm still going through the process, but, but I've had people approach me about that. I've had people approach me like asking like for money, you know, I've had people approach me about that and I've come to the realization that people, sometimes they don't read, they don't read before they say what it is that they're going to say. Because I, at one point I was saying countless times that, that. I'm still going through the process it's a process it's not um, I'm not at the at the top of my mountain yet I'm still climbing my mountain and so I think um, I definitely agree as far as you know like concealing your intentions and not letting other people in all the time you know and kind of keeping them in suspense you know because I've noticed like if you um, put up a lot of posts or affirmations even saying that you want to be a multimillionaire. Um, people tend to ignore that and they tend to think that you have that money already but you've clearly said that you're still going through the process so yeah and I even had one individual pop up on one of
0: my lives like he commented on a replay asking for like $5,000 and I'm like and even if i had the money i wasn't gonna give it to him right i don't hand people shit and plus he he didn't see the come up way before my popularity now like i i became i'm not trying to brag i'm not trying to be mr braggadocious or anything but i did gain a, a popularity on facebook but at the same time, like I don't let that shit get to me because I realize I still have a long way to go, and I'm, and I still, I'm, I'm, I'm not where I want to be yet. But I'm yeah. a lot closer than I was two years ago.
1: Right, exactly. Um, and I'm pretty sure you've heard the term that success is an iceberg, and most people don't see what's below the surface. I I share that sentiment because, um. Again, like you said, you know, people, you could put affirmations up all day long and people, for whatever reason, they ignore the affirmations. They ignore the the fact that you said that it's a process, that you're still going through the process. And as soon as they see that multimillionaire is where you want to be, they automatically ignore all of that stuff and they say, well, he got money, so I could ask him. Like I could ask him for money because I feel like he has it. But I just told you that I'm going through the process. I'm not there yet. I'm going, still going through the process. I still have to read books about this. I still have to do all of my due diligence. So, so I definitely agree. You know, I I do. Um, Excuse me. I definitely agree, you know, as far as sharing it with the right people. Not everybody, but with the right people who get it.
0: Yeah, and it's just like, you know, the bigger my platform got on Facebook, I had to pull away more and more because I didn't want to get too caught up in, you know, the social media matrix. And I wanted to go live my actual life so that by the time I do come back, I'll have higher quality content to talk about because I'm actually living a lot more than just posting on social media constantly because to be honest, that gets, that shit gets draining. That shit gets draining after a while when you just overshare. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you have to pull back and take a break from social media for a while. Like there's even been a case where a person took like a year off from social media. Like there's this Ted talk about this guy who, he documents what, he talks about what he's learned after detoxing from social media for a whole year. And I just look at stuff like that as like, you know, it puts things into perspective because now you're out there building real relationships with people in the real world instead of just talking to somebody through like a screen, right? And that's the best type of way to build relationships is Face to
1: face, don't you agree with that? I do, you know, and and one of the things that I've gotten into the habit of doing is um, even when I travel, like out of town, I don't post on social media because I'm focused on I'm focused on my experience. I'm not focused on sharing it with social media. So the person that um, that I spend like three or four days with, like outside of outside of my town, um, I love those breaks. Like I love those those breaks from from social media. I do, you know, because I feel like, like you said, you know, getting caught up in like this digital matrix, it's easy to just go on your phone and just. Share your dirty laundry with people. Like it's easy because of social media. Because and then you also gotta understand that not everybody cares. You know, not everybody is gonna care that you're going through anything. You know, and that's been one of my lessons that I've learned from social media. You encounter people who do, don't get me wrong, but not everybody shares that. Um that sentiment and could be like a digital shoulder to lean on. Like somebody, well, not somebody, but some people, um, will just tell you to just get over it. You know, like life happens and get over it, whatever the case may be. And I hate that because not everything is that easy to get over. Like not everything is, not everything is about brushing yourself off. You know, sometimes it takes, um, a month or a couple of weeks to get over something, you know? So I agree with like the detox, having a detox of social media, like I do, because it, um, you can get caught up in comparing yourself to other people. And I feel like that's one of the main um, cons of being on social media is that you get caught up, you get caught up in what everybody else is doing. And you forget to like live your own life. So I agree with social media these, you know. And so, so I've actually gotten into the habit of doing that myself. Where um, I'll still be active in like our group and in the groups and stuff. But as far as like posting, my me myself posting on social media, I I do it sometimes. Where I won't post for like two or three days, you know. Just and I'll just kind of just go through and see what everybody else is doing, but I won't post anything. But I'll be active in, like, a group or something. So, um, so I definitely agree with social media, like, detox. And I recommend everybody, at some point, take a detox from social media, even if it's just for a week or a month or something like that. Because it, like, rejuvenates the hell out of your mind because you're not worried about what other people are doing. And you're not comparing yourself. And you're not um seeing what everybody else is doing and you're not getting depressed by it. So I encourage if you have not done it yet, or anyone who hasn't done it yet, to take like a social media detox for for at least a week, you know, and see how it makes you feel. And then like if you could do it longer, then do it longer. But but I I, I support social media detoxes. I do. I, I very much do
0: yeah man like it's definitely a beautiful thing and even with like this whole document everything that you do i don't resonate with that shit anymore after <laughs> i detoxed from social media for a while you know because i want to live like you said like when i was in disney world i've only documented like a small part and this was back in 2013 yeah. when i went to disney world and I've only documented the last day, I think, when I was there. But most of the time, I was just enjoying Florida. I was enjoying myself. Because when I, whenever I travel, I like to enjoy myself. I like to be present with my friends and my family. Because yeah. I'm not... Just because I'm not documenting something doesn't mean I didn't do it. I still okay. did it. But I took a break from social media, and I don't have to document I don't have to post everything I do. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I definitely I, I agree with though know, because um I mean there's some people who do that and more power to them but I like I like privacy. Like I'm I'm very much into being private. You know and if I share something with social media it's because I chose to do that. Not because somebody made me feel obligated to do so you know and and so i'm very much big on um being private about things you know and that's why i've kind of pulled back from again like we talked about uh talking about money and talking about um you know like material possessions you know and talking about those kind of things because i don't want the right type of energy around me I mean, the wrong type of energy around me when I do get those things, you know, so I've kind of learned to like, not be so, again, like you said, so quick to overshare, you know, because at one point I was so much about now, now I'm, I do things from a passionate standpoint. So people could just say that I'm passionate about what I do, but, um, when I first got started in all of this, I was very much about, you know, about like the money aspect of it, which everybody to some degree should be, but I don't think that that should be like, your defining reason for doing all that you do. You know, if you're passionate about it, then it'll show. And so that's another reason why I kind of pulled back from doing that because um, I had good intentions behind it. I was very genuine in my reason for sharing it, but I was attracting the wrong people because I was posting about money all the time. You know, I was posting about money all the time instead of, um, instead of switching it up, you know? So, um, I definitely agree with just enjoying the moment, you know, and that not everything needs to be shared on social. Media. Like if people don't hear from you for a day, they'll be all right. Like they'll, yeah, they know, the truth. <laughs> Like, you know, if people don't hear from you for one or two days, they'll be fine. Like, I'm sure that they have so many other friends that if you don't post for two days, they'll ask about it, but they probably won't go looking for you. Like, they probably won't. Oh, my God, where is this person? Where is this person? In two days, where is he? Like, no, I'm here. I'm just not posting anything because I don't have nothing to talk about. So I'm not posting anything, you know? So I, I share that sentiment of um, just being low-key sometimes and just enjoying the moment. Um, now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't record because you can always look back at it yourself later. Like, you can always just go on your phone and look at it later and be like, you know what? I had an awesome time in Florida. I had an awesome time wherever I was at I want to go back. You know what I mean? So that I can do all day. Like, I, I love doing that. Like, I love just recording, like, a 30-second video or, like, a minute video. And just and when I get back home, just looking it over and be like, you know what? I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself wherever I was at. And I can't wait to go back to create more experiences and more moments. So that type of stuff I can do all day. And I love doing that stuff. But as far as like sharing that with social media, um, no, they'll be all right. (laughs) Like, they'll be all right. (laughs) Like, yeah, because I I used to get caught up in that craze of posting everything, like posting three times an hour, posting, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times a day. I used to get caught up in that. I did. I'm not going to lie, I did, you know, and I realized how much time I was wasting. Like, I, I wasted hours just posting on social media and trying to impress people that don't give a shit, like, that just don't, that don't give a shit because they're not here, you know? So, I just, I, I learned to not, um, not be so much in people's faces when it comes to, like, certain life experiences. I just, I learned to keep it off social media. So, I, I share I share your sentiment, bro. Yeah, and
0: also I want to speak about like twin flames constantly like putting exactly who their twin flame is on social media and oversharing that shit and they wonder why you know, their relationship doesn't work out. You know what I'm saying? You know, and this goes for regular romantic relationships as well or if you're dating your soulmate, but Especially for Twin Flames, like, that is like one hell of a powerful relationship above everything else.
1: Right. Everything.
0: I mean that shit because as a twin, I'm speaking on this. And that is why you don't see me posting on social media about who my Twin Flame is because i rather keep that shit private because I realize, you know, there's a lot of negativity on social media and especially when they see that you're happy with somebody. Yeah, that they're going to try to come in your inbox and shit on you and tell you all of this bullshit about how it's not going to work out, how it doesn't make logical sense. And then that can kind of like, you know, put or draw a wall between you and your twin and it can make things way more complicated. And, you know, that's why, you know, it's better to be private and keep your shit low key. Or even if you're in like a regular romantic relationship, keep that shit low-key because the s- social media doesn't need to know what you and your partner are doing. They don't need to know if you're fussing and fighting or not. Like, they don't need to know that. You know, just keep that shit low-key and you'll have a happier relationship.
1: Right. Um, you know what, man? I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, um, because of the fact that that was something that I, I struggled with initially, um, and what I struggled with was I was always under the impression that um, that you had to be open. You know, I was under the impression that you had to be open. So what I was doing at the time, what I was doing at the at the time was um, like as soon as I felt like I was happy with somebody, I would do all of the occasional things like I, you know, I tagged and stuff like I would post up like side by side pictures and all of that stuff. I used to do all of that shit. I don't do it anymore, but because I've, I've learned to respect people's privacy. I've learned to do that. And, you know, because I was always, like I said, under the impression that, you know, you had to be open and show the world who you're happy with and, and all of that shit. I was always under that impression um, initially. But but you know what? I, I've I've grown to like realize that you know what it's okay to not share like your relationship on social media. Like it's okay if you um if your profile doesn't say like who you're with, you know, like that's fine. You know what I mean? Like Because I used to get caught up in that as well, you know, and I've kind of backed away from social media a little bit. um, And I now just respect people's privacy. So if they ask me um, to share something, I share it, you know, but if they don't want me to share it, I don't share it, you know, because out of respect for them, you know, and um, that was definitely a lesson that I had to learn, you know, because again, like I said, I was always under. This false impression, um, that you had, to be, you had to like constantly say that you're happy with your partner when in reality you don't have to do that, you know, it, it kind of just like we were talking about in terms of things flowing, it kind of just flows when you're happy with your partner, it kind of just flows so, um. Uh, it's definitely been my lesson, like, that I've learned from sharing, like, relationships and stuff on social media. Like, I've, I've learned that lesson of not posting anything, not posting everything, you know, that me and my partner might do. Like, not posting everything, you know. So, that's definitely been a lesson that I learned from, especially in relationships, you know, because I've always been... Um, a relatively open person so if I'm happy with somebody I'm gonna tell people that I'm happy I'm not gonna hide <laughs> that I'm happy you know so and it's not it's not gloating it's not boasting but I'm just very um comfortable with the person and I want the person to know that I'm comfortable so that's why I was so open about it you know but I've learned to like like I said to kind of just take a step back from social media and um, if my partner wants me to post something then i'll post it you know but but i'm not like just doing that shit on my own like i'm not because i don't want the wrong attention around me so I, I i definitely share that sentiment of keeping like certain things especially when you're talking about like twin flames and soulmates um I definitely share the sentiment of keeping that off of social media, you know, because energy is real, man. It's very real. And especially if I like the energy that I'm getting from my partner or whoever I'm involved in, I don't want social media fucking that up. I don't. So, um, so I definitely share your sentiment, bro, on keeping like your twin flame or your soulmate, like off of social media. Like I, I definitely agree, and I share that. I share that sentiment. Yeah,
0: and it's just like, especially I have observed the relationship between this girl and this guy that I used to go to school with, like yeah. my first year of college. They they showed that they were together on social media, but they don't post like what they're doing or where they're at. And I was like, you know what? This couple is smart. Like people can learn a thing or two from them. Right. And and I took the same approach with the relationship with my twin flame. I didn't even show her picture, none of that. I just put in a relationship and that was it. And a lot of people were shocked. Like I looked at a lot of the comments and, you know, that shit got a lot of likes and engagement, but I never responded to any of their comments. I just didn't because I didn't feel the need to, because I already knew that my relationship was going, is going well.
1: Right. Um. Yeah. Again, like I said, especially with um, with my partner. Um, I've I've learned to do that because she's a very uh, private person herself, you know. And so I, at this point, because I like what. Turn um, myself, our building, respect. I you know, respect um, her privacy, you know. And so, I feel like it would be a form of, you know, disrespect for me to, um, for me to be open when she's private, you know. I, I feel like that would be um, a form of disrespect, and I don't want to do that. So, I definitely. Um, can relate to what you're saying as far as, you know, saying that you're in a relationship with somebody, but not posting everything that you guys do. Like everybody doesn't need to know that you're going to Paris. Everybody doesn't need to know that you're going to London or wherever you're going. And so, um, I, I, I tell you, bro. I do as far as just having that level of like respect for your partner and being genuinely happy with your partner and not wanting the negativity that comes with social media to fuck that shit up. I share that sentiment. I do. Yeah.
0: because I made that mistake once by telling like another individual, you know, who my twin is and, you know, what we were doing and that kind of messed things up and that caused like a rift in our relationship and I just had to cut that person out and that's why I made it in the live I talked about in the live video a couple of weeks ago that I had to cut somebody out of my life because they were they were bringing a lot of negative energy to our yeah. relationship. So that's why I've even I've been even more low key than I was before.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I've had I, I've had some um, relationships that have backfired because I shared too much, you know, and I, I think that's one of the most important things to take away from all this is, is that not everyone needs to know what you're doing, you know. Um, and again, like I said, I struggled with that because of the simple fact that I was always taught to be open. You know, I was always taught that um, if you're happy with somebody, don't be afraid to hide, to, to share it. You know, but I've learned like the difference between being secret and being private. You know, not, not sharing it on social media doesn't necessarily mean that you're being see- like secretive. You know, it, it just means that you respect your partners like privacy, you know? So I've learned like the difference between um, privacy and secrecy. Um, Now, if nobody knows that you're happy, then something is wrong. Like something is majorly wrong. Nobody knows that you're happy. But if the people that resonate with you and that talk to you on a daily basis and that check on you, like if they know that you're happy, then I feel like those are the only people that need to know. Like everybody else doesn't need to know that you're happy because all they're going to do is just try and get in your ear and fuck it up. So, um, so I, feel, yeah, I feel like the people that genuinely resonate with you, if they know that you're happy, then that's all that should count. You know, yeah. and everybody else needs to know where you and your partner are going or what you and your partner are doing or what you guys have for dinner. Like nobody needs to all know all of that stuff or not everybody, except for, like I said, the people that really resonate with you and, and watch you grow into the person that you are. And they realize that you deserve to be happy because you're a genuine person. Like, I feel like those type of people should know that you're happy, but everybody else doesn't need to know. Like everybody else that is just, coming onto your Facebook for whatever reason, they don't need to know that you're happy. Reserved for like your best friends or people that have been around you for a long time. Like those other people that should know that you're happy. Or at least I think so. Like that's just my opinion on on it. But.
0: Yeah, and one last thing I'm gonna say before I end the podcast is there's nothing wrong with secrecy, you know? Because if you are too open then you're going to expose yourself out there and you are going to lose in the long run and then you're going to have everyone all up in your business so that's why it's great to not post everything that you're doing and to take a step back and to really really think before you post and i feel like this doesn't get said enough because people think that's just because they can share it means that they should and i'm here to tell you that just because you can doesn't mean you should sometimes you just need to put the phone down and just go for a walk or go hang out with your homie or spend some time with your significant other instead of giving social media all of your energy and so um yeah and is there any last words you want to say david
1: before i wrap this up um Well, first, let me say thanks for um, thanks again for inviting me on this podcast. Um, and number two. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's definitely been like the greatest lesson that I personally have learned, you know, is that. Um, you don't have to be so open, like all the time, especially with like social media, you know, because I, I feel like. Especially when you're dealing with like a relationship and you're happy and you're genuinely like happy with your partner. Um, Some people ask questions not because they care, but because they want to be nosy. Like some people just, they just want to be nosy and they just want to be in your shit. You know, they don't don't really care that you're with somebody. They just want to ask questions because they want to be nosy and they want to, um, maybe they have intentions on breaking up your relationship, you know? And so, oh, yes,
0: that, that point <laughs> right there, you just brought up. That was that individual was trying to do, even though she was trying to disguise her intentions as good.
1: She was yeah. trying
0: to like create this rift between me and my twin flame, but we didn't let that shit happen. And we, and we both blocked her so to speak. And we just moved on with our lives and we learned a great lesson. I said, I'm never, ever going to let this shit happen again.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely share that, you know, um, cause I know that my partner and I, we had this discussion, um, about exes. We had a discussion about exes and, um, she made up a lot of interesting points on why I should distance myself from set X. She made up, she made a lot of, of a good points. You know, if you're happy in like your current situation, why would you go back to a situation that you don't want to be in? You know what I mean? So, and she made some good points. So I definitely agree with you as far as, um, being secretive you know, and being secretive and being private and not feeling like you have to share everything with the world, you know, because the truth is you don't. And if, and if you do decide to, that is your choice. Like nobody is making you feel obligated to share everything that you're doing with the world. Like you're not obligated to do so. If you don't want to, you don't have to. It's fine. Um, I'm sure that the world will continue to sleep good at night, (laughs) whether you share it or not. Um, so that's that's definitely been like my major lesson, you know, as far as like learning what to share and what not to share. Like I, I definitely agree with just being private and being secretive and like just realizing that social media will be all right if you don't know, post for three days. Like it'll be fine. It's big enough. It will keep going. So um so yeah, your sentiment, most definitely. All right. And where can people find you? Uh, you can actually find me on Instagram. My Instagram is uh, Billionaire Construction. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Kyle's Fragrance. That's K-A-Y-L-E-S, Fragrance. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook. Um, you can actually find me at uh, David Kyles. That's K-A-Y-L-E-Z, Williams. And then I also have a business page at Kyle's Fragrance LLC. Um, and those are the places that you can find me.
0: All right. And for other people that are listening, you can find me on Facebook, um, Ra, and my Instagram is at spiritual underscore intellect, all, under, all lowercase. And on my Facebook, I also have a business page, 8-Mail Productions. I also have the group 8-Mail Productions on social media. And you can also go ahead and support my other business page, Uraldi Media. And my YouTube channel is emanfly 77 lowercase e-m-a-n-n-f-l-y-77. So those are the platforms you can find me on. And my Snapchat is... at ps4 PS4 underscore is awesome, all lowercase. So, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Thank you, David Williams, for hopping on, man. You know, it's a pleasure bringing you back on, and I'm looking forward to collaborating and doing more episodes with you.
1: Yeah, man, most definite. You know, um, I feel like our first, uh, which was, like, 90 minutes, which is, like, I think we need to top that eventually. Um, but I was thinking about that, you know, and, and I'm glad that our paths did cross uh, I very much. Am. You know, I know that uh, we had been on each other's uh, social medias for a while, but we just never had like an actual like conversation. Um, so I'm glad that we were both open to at least doing that, you know, and then from there, it just blossomed into like what we're doing right now so i'm glad that you were open to um to having a conversation with me because like i said i know that we've been on each other's social medias for a while we just hadn't had an actual conversation and i had been wanting to work with you for a while um so i'm glad that we had the opportunity to do so so i appreciate you for having me on all right,
0: man. Peace in and out. You have an amazing Friday night. And, you know,
1: I wish you and your partner good vibes, man. And um, I'll see you soon. All right, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And, like, I hope you and your twin flame go as far as you guys can. And fuck everybody that says that y'all should break up. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 uh, but I hope you guys go far, man. I, I do. I, I hope you guys Oh, trust me, we will. We will, my man. (laughs) All right, man. Enjoy your night.